Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello everybody, we're back, we're back, we're back with another episode, another mysterious tale to tell you. My name is Will and uh, this week is my week and here we have uh, my little co-host this week. Oh hi, my, I'm Annie, I'm just filling in for Bernadette, she's on her holidays this week so um, I hope that I can do the show justice, I'll be bringing my funny quips and my insightful insights. <laughs> new people are going to be like oh there's three people three people host this um oh, thanks for joining us here today annie i took i know you hate doing this but sure listen i, you I do have to do it so you make it on with it i had to take a few minutes out from my multi-million dollar um award-winning business actually um on only fans to do this uh today but that's okay because uh i'll be back on there tomorrow all my fans can catch me there <laughs> you can put the link on this episode show notes maybe get you a few new um subscribers as well well thank you because i didn't see any invoices for money coming in so you're gonna have to repay me in some kind oh sure listen all we can do is say a prayer and <laughs> hope but we need to say thank you to our new patreon subscribers we have two new patreon subscribers this week thank you so much and the first one is katie mullen Oh. Thanks, Katie. Oh, thank you so much, Katie. And I would like to say a big thank you to Lisa McFlyme. What oh, amazing. Thank you so much. Two girls on board this week. We're so, so happy to have you here. Thanks so much, lads. Thanks, Lisa. And if you'd like to join us to Patreon, you can do so. The link is in the show notes and you will get a bonus episode every week, which we like to call Motu Weird Wednesdays where we give you another paranormal tale and also um, the After Hours live line, which is very interesting. You get a very good mixture of stuff on the live line there now, but we'll talk about that later. So, I came across, Annie, a very weird story today that kind of terrifies the life out of me. So I know it's going to terrify the life out of you. Let's get into today's main story. 
During the months of September and October 1903, a number of inhabitants of one Iowan city reported that they had been stalked by a mysterious nocturnal entity. Nearly 120 years later, it still remains a mystery. The small city of Van Meter lies in the state of Iowa. Van Meter was founded on December 29, 1877. The city had gained its name from Jacob Rhodes Van Meter and his family, Dutch settlers who had made their way from Meteren in the Netherlands. The population of Van Meter has remained quite small even to this day. A 1900 census showed a mere 407 inhabitants. Today the population has grown by just 1,000. One cold September night in 1903, U.G. Griffith, a respected salesman from Van Meter, was making his way home after a difficult day trying to provide for his family. As he made his way down Main Street, he noted that the street was empty. Confused for a moment, he glanced at his pocket watch, which read 1am. He quickened his pace, conscious that his wife may be worried for his safety. As he reached the midway point of Main Street, his attention was caught by a broad beam of light, which was shining down from atop of the Maher and Greggs building. Believing that this light was emitting from a lantern, Griffith walked into the middle of the street to try gain a better view hoping to see who its owner was. When he couldn't make out the shadowy figure atop of the building, Griffith came to the assumption that the figure was that of no honourable man, deciding, after all, that no one would have had any business being on top of a roof, shining their lantern at 1am. Who's there? Identify yourself! Almost immediately, this mysterious light lifted into the night air and slowly settled on top of a building further up the street and once again shone a beam to the street below. Griffith called out once more, What trickery is this? Show yourself this night. Cautiously, Griffith made his way further up the street towards the light. He couldn't quite make out what was afoot. He knew of no man or animal that could leap buildings. Closing in on the light for a second time, he called out once more, Come down from there. Identify yourself. The light rose up once more. This time it travelled directly over Griffith's head and once again settled on a building on the opposite side. Griffith stood silent, just watching. In fact, everything was silent, eerily silent. Suddenly the light lifted from the building but this time continued up into the night sky. Griffith watched as it slowly moved further and further upwards, shrinking against the ink-black sky. Eventually its light had blended into the cosmos and could not be seen anymore. Griffith was left bewildered on the desolate main street. Being a respected businessman in the city, Griffith's word was listened to. When he began to relay his bizarre story to the residents the next morning, they took him seriously. Most building owners inspected their roofs to see if any trace of intruders could be found. Word spread of Griffith's story through the close-knit city. That evening, as business owners closed their stores, they anxiously double-checked locks and windows before heading home. Later that night, a local physician by the name of Dr. Alcott was having difficulty falling asleep in the back office of his practice when he was alerted to a bright light shining in through one of the practice's windows. Alcott was convinced that this must have been the same prowler that Griffith had witnessed the previous evening. He quickly drew a pistol from under his desk and quietly made his way downstairs and out into the street. What he was met with was no ordinary prowler. Before him was a literal monster. 
Alcott watched as a creature, humanoid in shape, clung to his office window peering inside. It looked to have a huge wingspan with long talons that were fixed to each end. Its head had a long beak, that of which was not of any bird known to have existed at the time. On top of its forehead was a horn that projected a bright light. Unaware that Alcott had left the office, the creature used its light to illuminate the inside of the room, turning its head slightly from left to right, looking like it was searching for something. Dr. Alcott's blood ran as cold as the night air. Managing to break his body from a frozen state, he grew the courage to fire his pistol. Suddenly, the creature turned and looked at him, the light from its horn blinding Alcott in the process. He fired his pistol four more times. The creature let out an unearthly, piercing shriek and flew into the night sky. The following morning, the police found the empty shell casings at the foot of the office window, as well as some light damage to the brickwork and frame of the doctor's office window. There was now two well-respected figures who had witnessed this nocturnal creature. Alcott's story circulated like wildfire. Fear had been planted into the minds of every citizen in Van Meter. That evening, a man by the name of Clarence Dunn sat with his shotgun inside the city bank. Dunn was a local bank teller who had decided to sleep for the night inside the bank as he believed this entity or creature was nothing more than a thief who was getting caught in the act. After some time, Dunn fell asleep, only to be awoken around 1am by a strange gargling and growling noise which was coming from outside the bank's window. Dunn grabbed his shotgun and slowly crept across the wooden floorboards towards the source of the noise. As he reached the window, a dazzling bright light blinded him, causing him to stagger backward and squint his eyes. The strange light swept the room from left to right through the glass. As the light moved once more, Dunn was greeted by a terrifying face behind it. A menacing face peered through the window. Dunn watched as a long snout with sharp, razor-like teeth chattered in front of him. Two black, slowless eyes fixed their gaze upon him. Without a moment's hesitation, Dunn fired his shotgun at the monster. The glass of the window shattered and fell to the floor. Blinding now, the light stayed in place for a moment, as if to show that it had not been harmed, and then shot off into the night sky. The next morning, the authorities found what looked like footprints on the floor outside the window. These footprints were large in size, with three toes sticking out each end. It is believed that plaster casts were made of these footprints, but unfortunately have disappeared over time. The following evening there would be another sighting, this time at the local hardware store again on Main Street. The proprietor, O.V. White, had been awoken by a strange, rasping sound coming from outside. After grabbing his firearm, White made his way outside. There, on top of a nearby telegraph pole, sat a dark figure. But before he could fire his weapon, this dark figure opened its wings and emitted an overpowering, sulphur-like odour. White fell to the ground coughing from inhaling the horrific smell. Shopkeeper Sidney Gregg, after hearing the commotion, walked out into the street just in time to see the creature take flight. The two men watched as the creature disappeared into the night sky in the direction of an old coal mine. By morning, after hearing about the new encounter, the townspeople had had enough. They demanded that the mayor do something. Figuring that something strange may be happening at the old coal mine, the mayor ordered its director, Mr. Platt, to attend a meeting with the townspeople. 
At the meeting, after some time, Mr. Platt admitted that there had been some reports by miners about strange noises coming from old abandoned shafts located near the main site, but the miners' claims had been dismissed as nonsense. That evening, some armed men watched the entrance of the mine. They sat waiting to see if they could get a glimpse of the creature. They weren't disappointed. They reported that they had seen not one but two creatures emerge from the mine shaft and fly into the night sky. Word spread throughout the night and a band of men set off to ambush the creatures once they arrived back to the mine shaft. The hours slowly went by. Just as dawn was breaking and the men were about to give up, the two creatures reappeared. As they were about to enter the mine, the men fired a wall of gunfire towards them, but the bullets seemed to have little or no effect on the two creatures. They seemed uninjured and only let out loud shrieks and admitted more noxious gas. They then quickly entered the mine shaft. The men wasted no time at all and quickly blasted the entrance of the mine so that no one could access it. The creatures were never seen or heard from again. Did they perish in the bells of the mine or find another way out? Or perhaps they are laying in wait for someone to let them stalk the night sky once again. The end. <laughs> what, what do you think of that now? Um, uh, pterodactyl? Pterodactyl, pterodactyl yeah. with the with the little night nightlight on its head, just trying to do no harm and get around the place in the middle of the night. I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, like very pterodactyly in um, the uh, the description of them seems to be very like that. There was a little drawing that they did. Well, not that they did, but like an artist impression. And yeah, like looks very much like a pterodactyl with like a weird like light. Thing coming from its head um, but yeah I just thought it was really really weird that they were like down in the coal mine and stuff and that's where they originated from so this encounter actually made it into like a lot of newspapers at the time and this encounter is actually in like the town's like record oh my god as having happened what makes it even more strange and like a, probably a bit more credibility to it is like that there there were respected people that like you know like it was a doctor and like a well respected businessman and I know like anyone can make up a lie and stuff but they were like prominent people they weren't like the town drunk or anything plus there was only like 400 and something people living in this they call it's called a city but it's like a village has feckin' more people in it. <laughs> yeah. um, and I I went on Google Maps to see what it was like at the moment and it's 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 really small like it's a really yeah. small place yeah because you always have to think that if somebody's making it up like then what are their reasons yeah. for making it up like so it's a really small place I mean unless the tourism board got together and was like let's find a way to bring people into the city like you know it doesn't see like why would they be making it up that they've seen these terrifying things also makes me think of like how scary would it have been to live back in those days when there was like no electricity and you got around by lamplight like like every everywhere was so dark the whole time like I wouldn't have just my I would have been living on my nerves the whole time I would have been like somebody please He's accompanied me to the outside lavatory. Thank you. Imagine going out to the outside loo that they had in those days and you'd be like, hello, anybody in here? 
oh, it's just so terrifying that like everything is terrifying the whole time, which does make you think that sometimes things get legs and stories are made up or whatever. But there was an awful lot of witnesses to this one. Like even when they went hunting for it, they found it apparently. Yeah, apparently so. The, apparently they did find it. And one of the other things is it's like really descriptive. So like it had like weird, that weird light thing. It wasn't as if it was just like, oh, it was an odd bird that was in the sky, <laughs> you know, or like an owl. Like I, there's no birds that I know of that can, has a torch light it's attached to its head. Yeah. Naturally. It's just bringing its its iPhone around with the torch on it just to see what it's up to. Like, yeah, because yeah. if it wasn't for the blinding light part, you'd be like, okay, it's some kind of large bird that maybe they hadn't seen before and maybe yeah. some bird that hadn't been identified or maybe isn't hadn't still been hasn't still been identified like some really big bird of prey or something like that but um the another really funny thing is the noxious gas <laughs> like it just seems to fart in people's faces maybe it's just nervous gas like maybe when it gets ra- maybe when it just gets rattled it's just like Burp. oh sorry lads <laughs> i actually didn't mean to i just, just I'm, I'm a very anxious bird i'm just a very anxious bird <laughs> I've got IBS um, and just a really and I have poor eyesight I just need to have this torch but you know what you were saying like oh maybe they just did it to attract it to the town yeah. well that didn't work because then the, in the 1910 census they had actually lost uh, 5% of their population oh yeah uh, people had left and it was after decreasing you see so that didn't really work for them now I have to say it and it has since had like a resurgence. This story has, and now the town has actually started. I think up in, was it was last year was the first year that they decided to make a little festival about this. So it's not something that they had been doing for years, you know. But oh, and the cool. story originated before the festival, if you know what I mean. Oh wow! Um, Anybody from Iowa out there, shout us and let us know if you have seen a depiction of this pterodactyl with a flash lamp. Thank you. Yeah, definitely, definitely <laughs> let us know. But I wonder, is it like a, like a cousin of the Mothman or something? You know, it's kind of in that same yes, uh, bracket. It as, sounded uh, very Mothmanish um, until the bright light thing. The, the Mothman don't usually have a, a, a the, they have like big scary eyes, but they don't usually come mm. holding a, a flash uh, like a torch, do they? Not usually. Not that I, not that I know of. <laughs> this was um, reported to be like nine foot tall. Oh! Um, with black eyes and stuff. So I think the Matman has kind of more red eyes. So yes. mm, yeah. maybe it's a descendant. Maybe, maybe they're cousins. Maybe it's like a cousin or yeah. something. <laughs> a subspecies, <laughs> possibly. The weird thing is, though, is like that it came from the mine and it's coming back to those stories of like something living underneath us. I always seem to be attracted to those stories. Yes. Like as if something's living underground. Yes. And it's just like waiting to come up. So at the time they kind of thought that this was like, you know, demons, which of course you would Absolutely. even today. Absolutely. Like, if you are very, very religious, you'd be thinking it was a fucking demon, especially that you can't kill it and the sulfur smell and the whole lot. Um, uh, yeah. And they were like that it was on uh, this ungodly creature and it was absolutely vile and blah 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 and then the mine I think some guy went uh, wrote a book about this recent enough um, and apparently the mine is like kind of like after falling in now it's not really there's not much left there like there was a mine mine there but it's just like you can't you know 
remove the entrance to go in if you know what I mean yes and they're they're kind of like well who knows what yeah, the, maybe the shafts are um are underneath you know maybe better for all mankind that them that they're not able to get out hopefully they've just been locked in there forever and we shall never hear of them again maybe they were just trying to forewarn us of the whole climate emergency they were like stop burning fossil fuels lads oh no oh shit it's too late very 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 weird so yeah if you've ever had an encounter with the uh, van meter monster <laughs> entity whatever you want to call it demon pterodactyl please please do let us know um, we'd love to know and if there is a story that you'd like us to investigate also let us know because we are open to hearing about all your little weird local monsters or weird paranormal encounters that the townsfolk have had If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Let us know. But I think it's uh, that time of the show, Annie, where we get on to the uh, live line. Ah! And we're just going to crank up the big wheel there now and turn on. The live line is now open. This is the part of the show where you can send in your very own paranormal experiences or maybe you just have a little grievance that you want to air, you have want something that you want to put into the agony ant section. Whatever whatever you have in your little mind that you want to tell us about, you can tell us about. So we've had a grievance in this week and I think it's something that we can all relate to. I'm just going to play for you guys there now. Hi guys, I have to record this quietly because I'm sitting in the school car park. Um, what is it with the dickheads in the car next to me that decide they're going to blast their shitty music at full volume while I'm sitting peacefully trying to have a cup of coffee before picking my kids up from school? Shut the fuck up. No one wants to hear your fucking Ed Sheeran fucking disco remix <laughs> just just shut up I want peace and quiet I have enough noise I have three kids like give my head a break shut the fuck up turn your volume down <laughs> end of run thanks guys bye <laughs> oh I'm so feel free uh, I, so I don't know I don't know if they want their name put into it but thanks so much <laughs> for sending that in um, this is a very, this is a very universal problem. And no matter what country you're from, it fucking happens. There is a dick that feels like they have to show you their musical tastes somehow by blasting it out of the car. Like, and I have to say that it's often middle aged men that are the main culprits of this. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, definitely. Well, middle aged men are younger, younger guys, but I suppose it could be anybody. But yeah, it is very annoying. Very annoying, especially if it's some shitty fucking song. <laughs> like, especially if it's some shitty, like, I don't even know. I'm not going to fucking, like, whatever. I, everybody has their own taste in music. But, you know, if it's a particularly shitty song and it's been played at level 55 in your car while you're stationary, you need to reassess your life. You really do. And you see, that's the thing. It Like, it doesn't really matter. You see, the thing is, it doesn't really matter if you think it's cool music. Like, like the person in the car next to you has their own radio in the car with a variety of stations on it. And now they can also plug their iPhone into it, you know? So it, you don't need to be playing music for other people. Like, put the fucking volume down and shut the fuck up. Another side note to this is people who speak on have their conversations on the loudspeaker in their car the whole time and you can actually hear them going up and down the street like talking to their mother or their brother or their sister or having an argument with their husband it's like does the volume have to be that loud like does the whole street have to hear what you're having for dinner it's like super annoying it's noise pollution it yeah it's just very irritating but I know it's not paranormal in nature but still we'll still air it 
Well, we did get um, another person in. I don't know if it was on our Patreon that you talked about the dog poo poo or was that the last episode? I think it was actually the last I episode. I think it was the last it? episode. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we had was. had a very poo poo week. Yes. We did. We did. We did. And um, we got somebody in. We got somebody in just to, to talk about their dog poopy incidents there now. So turn off if you don't mm. want to hear about this, guys. Worse than having dog poop on your shoe and walking into the house, using a baggie to pick up the poop. And what happens? What happens? As your hands grasp around the poop noodle, the bag breaks and you are four blocks from home and you have shite on your hand (laughs) and under your fingernails. And why? Because... Because said poop noodle wasn't as solid as it appeared to be. <laughs> now, all you can do is wipe it on the grass nearby and hope and pray to baby Jesus that you can get home quickly. Praying also that by the time you go home, the smell hasn't permanently set itself into your skin and under your fingernails after you've scrubbed <laughs> your hands until they're raw. Now, that is particularly horrendous. <laughs> It is horrendous. And if anyone has ever gotten poop on their hands before, like you, it is so hard to get that smell off your hand. Like you actually have to get a cheese grater and grate off parts of your fingers to actually get that smell off. I had an incident on the beach there the other day. I had um my dog. I had uh, it was. <laughs> it sounds like I had a poop incident myself. But I brought I feel my. Like you had to go to the toilet on the beach, and you didn't have any toilet paper, and you wiped your ass with your hand. But go on. No, that was last year. No, I had my own yeah. little little dog, Rotty, and he makes like perfectly parcel tiny poops. But I brought my sister's dog with me, and he's in he's in Newfoundland. And he is huge. And I was like, please don't go for a poop when we're on the beach. Please don't, please don't. Because I had a new bag of um doggy poop bags and I'd never used them before. And they were like, they're from Tesco. Like, that's not to say that Tesco stuff wouldn't be good, but I've just never used them before. Um And he went for a poop on the beach and my friend and Dave were there and they were like, oh no, like, no, he's going, he's going. And he is a huge dog and it is huge and they were like we can't look we can't look and I was like oh quick quick like triple bag triple bag I was so afraid that I was gonna get this stuff on my hands and I had to use two hands to pick it up Uh, like I had to use two like it was like yeah it was like going it was like walking down the beach with like a carrier bag full of shopping like before I found a bin to throw it in it was fucking huge and then he puked in the car on the way home in the back of Dave's car and it was like a river like a river of puke so um get small dogs so in a in a way that is it's paranormal that is paranormal (laughs) so it is paranormal just to bring it back to our topic and what our podcast is instead of it being a dog um pooping show um, but that's the end. We don't want any more poop stories for another five years, please. Is that just official notice. <laughs> I can't wait to see the con. I can't wait to see the consumption charge of this episode. Oh It'll my just be god! Like a massive drop off around like the t- twenty-nine um, minute mark. And join me next whatever. week when I will have another fascinating paranormal poop tale. Thank you.
But that's it for this week, guys. Um, thanks for listening. And uh, if you want to know more about us, you can find out everything there is to know about us in the show notes. You can find our little Facebook group or Patreon or Instagram. All the links are below. It's nice and handy and easy for you guys. But um, thanks. Thanks so much for listening. Do you want to say any? Thanks so much for listening. And also on the show notes, there is our new Viber signal slash what's mm, WhatsApp number. WhatsApp is the thing. Send us in a oh, little. Oh, yeah, yeah, send yeah. Us Sorry, in a little, the lifeline number. The lifeline <laughs> number on Will's uh, drug dealer burner phone. You can send us in uh, a little voice note like the lads did there. Thanks so much, lads. It's so gas. But no more poop stories. We actually, our, our ratings are low enough as it is. Thank you. And that number is plus three five three eight nine six one seven two one three one. That's plus three five three eight nine six one seven two one three one. And yeah, send us voice notes, messages on Viber, Signal, WhatsApp, yeah, whatever you want. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, well join us next Wednesday where Annie will have another paranormal tale for you guys. Um until then, keep safe. We love you. Put on a cardigan in the evening times and don't go out at one o'clock in the morning because you might meet the van meter monster demon entity thing. All right, just stay in bed. Just go to bed around eight o'clock and get up at like nine. Just don't, don't entertain the errors other than that. Lots of love and kisses. The van meter monster. I mean, Will. I mean, Will. Join us next week for another mystery. Of the, the A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.